Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the program this weekend. Hope you had a good week. Today, I am talking with Jeremy Horn. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. So for the sake of our listeners, tell me a little bit about your ag background. Um, so my ag background, my both sides of my family farmed. Um, my mom's side of the family, they, they farmed several hundred acres. Um, they had a couple confined operations of hogs and stuff. Uh, mainly I, myself, I grew up on my grandpa's farm where we rented out uh, about 100 200 acres when i was growing up had some steers some just basic things nothing real big but that's kind of what we had going on so enough to get your interest peaked and give you some different experiences right yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. so what was that like for you growing up on the farm um well i you guys my mom and dad i always cried to go to grandma and grandpa's because <laughs> uh, mom and dad lived in town and i always want to be with grandma and grandpa be out there with all the livestock be out there they they own 50 acres and just just loved being out there and, and doing that so growing out you know growing up out there with horses and everything it you know you you learned a lot about the world that I would not have otherwise. A lot of practical experiences that come out of that, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, you learn, yeah, even at the very least, you learn how to throw things together and make things work when nothing else will. You know how to improvise, and you understand cause and effect. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You, the, the, you leave the gate open is the cause. The effect is you're going to be busy while you're watched by your grandpa. Absolutely. Fixing, well, fixing your mistake, right? Yes. <laughs> while, while he's yelling instructions That's from right. the porch. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how far away you are, you're going to hear the instructions absolutely yeah it sounds like we had some similar childhoods yeah. <laughs> doing that type of stuff growing up on the farm and doing that awesome so had you had a plan then coming out of high school of going into farming and agriculture or was that just uh, kind of an experience no that was just it's, it's kind of an experience like uh, grandpa quit farming um i want to say about when i was in middle school my dad okay. and my uncle weren't interested in, in any of it um, we kept a cow around or two. Um, I wish coming out of high school that I would have shown more interest uh, in it or been more interested in it. Uh, maybe the family farm would still be here. Uh, but it wasn't until, oh, it was later in life. It was, I went to the factory out of high school. So I, I went got a late start in college. And so it was like my third year in college. So it was probably seven, eight years after mm. I graduated high right. school before I started really thinking, man, what I want to do. At that moment, just kind of like, huh? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, you're not farming full time right now. That's no. kind of you got two different things you're doing. Farming's one, and what's the other one? Uh, farming is one. I'm a full time teacher at Fayette County School Corporation and full time pastor that's, at, that's right. at Parker Christian Center. So I've got a, a lot of irons in the fire. Right right she had three full time jobs right <laughs> yeah. there, uh, basically for that. Awesome. All right, so tell me a little bit about the farm that you have. Um, we what have we have around a twenty acre farm, um, just a little bit north of Abington. So they're in the Centerville area, and um, running running livestock uh, right now. Uh, have some cattle, uh, some chickens. We do we do run hogs, but we're all in all out. I I want I want to have hogs full time, but that's that, that, that's another leap up. Um, and uh, hopefully, hopefully next summer get some get some sheep. So. Okay, so just kind of a little bit of, of different things in there. And little, little dabble of everything. Any, anything yeah. anybody would want, protein wise. I always ask me. I say I'm the grass and the protein farmer. That's what there I do. There you go. Absolutely. So you know, not not the big giant farm, but you're getting you're able to do what you enjoy, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. So awesome. So. Uh, what was that? I mean, we talked about you were in the factory there for a moment. We're going to jump back historically here. 
historically not like that yeah, far, yeah. but yeah, this to the, the government teacher, but going historically. <laughs> uh, so you had that moment in the farm that you wanted to go farm, or you were in the factory, you wanted to go farm, and, and were you married at that point? Um, no, well, I was, I, was, well, I was in between marriages at that oh, point okay, in time. Okay. I, got, I got married through college, and that didn't work out. And um, right before I met my current wife, I, you know, been reading a lot from, you know, Alan Nations and Joe Salatin and thinking, man, like, thinking about the, the acreage that I let Grandma sell off mm. and was thinking, man, that, I, I messed up. I messed up. <laughs> yeah. So from the time you had that idea of I want to get back mm-hmm. into agriculture until you were able to, was it... Was it a long period? Was it were you able to get there pretty quick? I mean, there's there's so many different stories of how that works out. What's yours? Uh, it took us forever. I was not married at the time. I was dating my current wife at the time. Um, it took us five years to find a farm. Um, we lived in town with both positions. We we weren't full time at the church, but we were you know um, we were at the church you know doing all Sunday services and teaching so we couldn't really rent land land what rent land wasn't an option we had to be somewhere that we were there right it took us five years to find a farm hmm. and um, nothing in Fayette County worked out nothing in Franklin that we looked at worked out and we finally found this place so it bought the farm in 2020 I, I call it I call it my my messed up year farm <laughs> and um, and we yeah. we brought hogs on the farm we bought it in November we brought hogs on the farm in January of 2021 wow <laughs> so we, we, moved, we moved quick once we got yeah, the place. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break from our word from our sponsor. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the specific farming that you're doing and stuff that you're raising. But we'll be right back. Are you receiving the correct cash rent? Is there improvements that could be made to increase your return from your farmland investment? Take advantage of the current strong ag economy and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investments. At Halderman Real Estate and Farm Management, we bring over 90 years of experience and knowledge to the table. We listen and can understand your farming goals. We offer advice, recommendations, solutions, and create a plan on how we can help you meet your needs and goals. Take advantage of the current strong ag economy. Contact Chris or Lauren Peacock or Craig Springmeyer and let us help you evaluate your farming operation and maximize your investment. Experience, knowledge, and professionalism. Contact Halderman today at Halderman.com. All right, this is Scott Caldwell back with you once again. Uh, and after that word from our sponsor, we appreciate all the work and the support they have for the agricultural community. Uh, we're talking with Jeremy Horn today, a local farmer and teacher and pastor, but focusing on the farming stuff that he does. Now, Jeremy, you you mentioned you know, you've got all these different types of animals that you've got, but you're not that typical breed of a farmer, right? Or breeds no. of livestock in there. Right? No. I mean, we're laughing here because no, I know the stories, I, but yeah. but the listeners don't. Tell me what you got. Well, we um, I had it when I first started wanting to farm. You know, I had what listeners will maybe have heard of as American Aberdeen or sometimes low-line Angus cattle, you know, the original type of breed that we brought mm-hmm. over here from Australia and South New Wales to, to breed to our commercial. And I just always, I always, I was like, man, that would, I would love that. And so we, we're now growing our herd of American Aberdeen. We bought our first 
full-blooded registered American Aberdeen um, heifer this past year. Um, bought a full-blooded non-registered bull last fall. So we we're, we're trying to, to trying to get into that um, running heritage breed hogs when we can mm-hmm. in the woods. Never that my hogs have never been in a building. <laughs> Once they got old enough that I thought they could fend off predators, we throw them out in the woods, and that's where they live the rest of their life. And really, just trying this farm had been neglected for probably two decades. Wow. And uh, trying to show people that it, you know, God's got a whole lot more to show us through how nature can heal things than through our technology and science sometimes. So, was that the original intent when you went in, got the farm, and doing that was to do it this way, or was it, you know what, we've got this land, we could do this with the land? Or did you look for the land to do that? Which way did it work? Well, we. I knew that I wanted to, to have a grass-fed operation, um, and, I, and a lot of people have grass-fed operations, especially right. cow-calf, um, but when I first got into it, I you know, really was in, in the far reaches. I was like, man, I'm going to run everything organic. I'm going to do, you know, I had all these nifty ideas, and then um, when, I, when I found Allen Nations and when I found Joel Salatin, I was like, man, I can do this and not be way out there. Mm-hmm. I, I can not just, I don't have to just be a very, very niche uh, market, so... Um, looking at that stuff, I was like, man, I can, I can take this farm being neglected. And I said, we can, we, we can work with this. Most people to turn this land down. Like right. I'm not, I mean, and, um, I said, we can, we can do something with this 20 acres with this small of cattle with this small. I said, I said, we could, we could turn this into something. Interesting. So you kind of, you went into farming, you had this idea and then you looked between the land and the animals and you just kind of made this all, uh, made it all happen, uh, made it all happen and made it all work. Yeah, That's absolutely. pretty cool. So any big goal for the future that you'd want to share? And not asking for secrets, but if you had this, like, dream opportunity (laughs) with what you got. Dream opportunity, and I I know as as a farmer, a lot of farmers don't like to talk acreage. Um, Yeah. (laughs) If I could find 100 acres of pasture, Mm -hmm. um, what I would really like to do is is implement this permaculture, this sustainable type of, of livestock. If I could get somewhere where I could do that, I'd love to have an, uh, like an educational facility going to show people oh, yeah. like, hey, like, you, don't, you don't have to have all this money of these big time farms. You don't have to throw lime down every year. You don't have to throw you know, nitrogen down every year. You can use the animals to work in your benefit and just kind of educate people on you know, just how, how we can live sustainably you know, mm-hmm. and, and get back to locally growing our food you know that's the biggest thing i want to teach my kids is man we're so disconnected from food that it's that it's unreal like you know i got my i got my daughter calling our pigs that we have bacon and sausage and you know and stuff like (laughs) that and then you know she knows like Mm -hmm. she she i mean even at three years old she knows like hey like we have this and they're great and you know we we just we just butchered steer not uh like just last week and she was she was attached to that one but she knew And, and and i think i think we need that in this country yeah, so you know, a lot of different ways that we can be farming. This is one view of that, um, and it's one of the things that when I was teaching ag, I would tell my students, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can farm, and if you can ethically yeah. do this, if you can lay your head on the pillow at night, and if you, it pencils out yeah. from a profitability standpoint, which <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's maybe a different. <laughs> yeah, let's just say pencil it in, yeah, not pe- yeah, not black ink, yeah. right? Um, but if you can do all that go for it and we respect all those different views that are out there is the oh, thing in absolutely. there uh, and that's the great thing about agriculture is we've got so many ways that we can do that and so many people are so passionate about their area and it's really cool to hear 
um, those things that they're doing, and you're doing stuff a lot different than what I was raised, yeah. uh, what a lot of us were raised to do. Um, <laughs> but you were raised to do. Yeah. But you're enjoying it, and you're loving it, and, yeah. and you're doing a great job, and I appreciate you taking time. But before I let you go, yeah, got to ask you the thing that I ask everybody at the end yeah. of the program. What's something you wish you had known when you were younger? That this is what I wanted to do. <laughs> Wouldn't have let the family farm go. Yeah. Wouldn't have let all the naysayers who looked at me funny, like, oh, you're going to raise those small little cattle. You know, turn me down. If I would have known that this is what I wanted to do, like, I'd have worked harder at it. And, you know, and, that, and that's one thing that all kids need to know. Like, find that dream young. Help you, help you pursue it. Yeah, and I think that both of us as teachers see that a lot with our students today is that they just don't know or don't care. And yeah. we're trying to get that passion into them. Think about what you want. Try and get that in there. And I encourage people out there, work with your own kids. Work with 4-H kids in the clubs and the FFA chapter and Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and whatever. Encourage them. Think about their future. Dream big and then ask, what is it going to take to achieve that dream, right? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time to come out and look at the operation. I was like, you know, like, why in the world do you want chickens run behind your cows? Well, I want them to spread the manure out so I don't have to go out and do it with the tractor. Like, you know, I want the nitrogen, you know, on yeah. the field. I don't want it to coop somewhere. But it takes work. But, like, you know, if it's something you're into, you, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jeremy, thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule and stopping in here and, and having a little chat with me. Listeners, I hope you had a good time listening to Jeremy and hearing the ways that he's doing things in agriculture. And I want you to make sure to take that time this week to go out and tell your story and agriculture story because they deserve to be heard. Have a great week.